Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Amandaman Games Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about Cyberpunk 2077, the games that I have been playing, and also an update on the PlayStation 5 issues that I was experiencing a little while back. So first, the main thing that I want to talk about is whether or not the Cyberpunk 2077 hype has fully died down. This is just, again, my opinion. I know there's a lot of people looking forward to this game, but I don't know why I was so excited for this game earlier this year, or even last year when initially we were thinking that it's going to come out in 2019, which we knew was a long shot. But a lot of us did think that it might it might somehow be in our hands, available to us one day, like Half-Life 3 just kind of pop up on our computers, on our PlayStations, just randomly. Uh, obviously, it didn't come out in 2019, but they did say, you know what, it's going to come out in 2020. And then obviously, we know what happened there with the delays and the push and all that stuff all the way up to... December 10th. I think it was overall delayed three times, I believe. Yeah, I think it was three times exactly. Uh, and at this point of time, it does, it sees, I mean, I'm nine, we're nine days away. I don't want to jinx it, but it does seem that this game is officially coming out. I feel like as I said it, the game just got delayed. I might have to go on Twitter after this, but it does seem like this game is finally coming out. And I don't know why, but like as, as I'm getting closer to December 10th, I have obviously a, a number of games that I'm already playing, uh, games that I'm excited to look into or just check out because I have them on my list and stuff like that. But for some reason, Cyberpunk be- went from being this game that I had to have day one to this game that I'm like, you know what, maybe when I finish Assassin's Creed, maybe when I finish Demon's Souls, maybe when I play a bit more of COD, like that. that's kind of what hap- what's happening with me right now. And I just find that so weird. I wouldn't, I never thought it would come to I would come to a point where a game like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven like I love Witcher three I love that game I love anything to do with high fantasy or medieval fantasy uh, of course I love Cyberpunk and steampunk stuff which is why I have a, a I love the Order eighteen eighty six even though I know I might be the only person out there uh, you know so, but like Cyberpunk as well Cyberpunk type stuff also like really really interests me so you know it was kind of taking all the boxes and I was really excited for this game for a very long time and. Truth be told, I mean, the game was in production for a very long time, I believe. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, the game was officially announced around eight years ago. This was announced, like, even before Witcher 3 was coming out. So it was it was talked about or announced a very long time back. And I know, obviously, that's just, like, you know, the early production stages or just concept stages. But over time, obviously, when the production started ramping up, uh, the, the last big game that we got from CDPR or CD Projekt Red was Witcher 3 in 2015 and I know they released some amazing expansions with which you know is technically full full length video games uh, in their own right but you know it's been five years and we haven't really seen a big game from them or anything anything just even uh, even like a, a game you know okay I, I shouldn't say that because again they did release a card game but whatever you know like you, you get what I'm saying I just I, I honestly felt like that they could have just kind of put some sort of stopgap, so put something in the middle. They don't need to release these 200-hour RPGs 
every five years, they can definitely do that if, if it's possible. But if they were able to release like, you know, 50, 60 hour RPGs or something every few years or something like that, that would be pretty cool too. So, you know, this game has been in production for so long. So I know that we've been hearing, you know, cyberpunk stuff thrown here and there. It kind of became this game just like Half-Life 3 that was just has like this mythical, elusive kind of feeling around it that doesn't exist. Is it going to come out? It's going to do this. It's going to do that. And it's just kind of kept building up to the point where obviously we were really excited all the way up till, you know, earlier this year when we all thought this game was going to be coming out. And I think that's kind of what one of the main issues that I, I, I've noticed with this game and why I feel some of the hype is going down is that the game was honestly announced too early. This does kind of remind me of The Last Guardian and the hype and everything surrounding that and how early it was announced and when it actually did come out, it didn't, it was, it was an interesting game. I played it, it was okay, but you know, it didn't rock people's world. It, it wasn't the game that people thought it was gonna be and the, the initial hype that it had, it just didn't, you know, kind of translate into sales and even, even just Metacritic and just the critical rating of the game, it didn't really translate into that either. So, you know, that announcing games too early does kind of hinder a game's hype or just, just you know, in terms of the mind share you have about the game, it does kind of affect that as well. And I think that's one of the things that's happening with Cyberpunk at this point, because the game was about to come in November. It was, it was about to come like a month or so back, like two weeks ago, I should say, when the consoles had come out, the new consoles, and you've had it for like a week or so and you you could buy the PS4 or Xbox version and, and put it into your new shiny console with the minimal upgrades, whatever they're doing right now. You know, like there was still that initial thing of like, you know what, I'm gonna get a new console. There's only these games available right now, but at least I have Cyberpunk. That's gonna be a game that I'm gonna be playing for a very, very long time. And then, you know, that didn't happen. Obviously the delay wasn't for a full month or anything like that. You know, it was, it was only for three weeks or three and a half weeks or whatever. But still, you know, like that does play a big role. And I definitely think that a lot of developers and publishers should take in, keep in mind this an, announcing games too early. I just don't get it. Like, why can't you just, just announce your game a year in advance? Like th this, I, I get it because like, you know, in terms of what they know internally, the, the scope of the project and whatever, they keep they might think that it's gonna be ready in a year. And as we've seen with games like God of War and stuff like that, if you've seen anything, any of the um, documentary or, or the internal videos about what was going on, uh, you know, these the, the the scope of the project kept creeping up with the with the production managers and the producers and the creative directors, and they had to keep pushing the game forward because they just put so much, you know. And that's obviously another thing that kind of leads into Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is is just they they've made so many promises with this game. It's not No Man's Sky by no means is it No Man's Sky, but at the same time, it is a game where there's so many promises being made left and right about how the game will play, how the game will allow you to make these choices, that choices, how this is your world, how a developer played the game for 175 hours and still hadn't finished the story. Like there's just so much being added. Again, I, I feel like I should also say that I'm not a big fan of this stuff when I hear someone say that, oh, I played the game for 200 hours and I'm still not done with the story. I'm like, okay, great. Now I'm never gonna finish the story. <laughs> like 200 hours in a game is too, I get it. Like if you're doing side missions and stuff like that, but for the main story, like, come on, like, like, I obviously think that's not, that's being kind of stretched uh, out of proportion, like, because especially as a developer that's kind of saying this. But at the same time, you know, even with Assassin's Creed, the reason that I couldn't finish Odyssey was because the main campaign itself for the game was so long and it was so repetitive that I just got, I just got to a point where I'm like, oh my God, okay, I can't do this. I might be able to play it now because I am enjoying Valhalla, but like, let's see, I mean, I'm only 10 hours in, who knows, by hour 30, which was what happened with Odyssey, I might be like, you know what, 
I've, I've seen enough. I'm done with this game. The other thing, obviously, is something that we all know, uh, the yellow screen of death that comes from uh, CD Projekt Red's Twitter account, is that there were, there were definitely too many delays. You know, like when it was initially technically delayed, it wasn't really delayed, but I'm just, let's just assume it was technically delayed from 2019 to 2020. It was coming out in April. We said, okay, like fine, it's not coming out in 2019, but you know what? They never announced it. They never announced an official date, but 2020, that's fine. We have lots of time. There's lots of games coming out in 2020. New consoles might be coming out in 2020. So that should be pretty awesome. So, you know, we get closer to April. They're like, no, you know what? Sorry, it's coming out in September. We're like, oh, okay. You know what? At least it's not delayed indefinitely. It's just delayed a few months. You know, Last of Us did that. Go Tsushima technically did that in a sense. Like we've seen that with other games, right? Like so in, in, in that same year. So, you know, we're like, this is a very weird time right now. Okay, we get it. September comes. Then around that time, they're like, you know what? We're going to delay this again into November. We're like, okay, this is... Uh, you, oh, you know what? Okay, it's two months. It's not it's not too bad. Okay, but, and it's going to be around the new consoles and I, you know, want to get the new consoles to experience the game in the best possible way, even though it's the, the, the actual next-gen upgrade is not going to be ready, which I, in my opinion, should have been done by now or like at least something should have been done to, you know, kind of get the fans over, especially people who are getting a PS5 or Series X. But yeah, like, again, like putting that aside, you're like, okay, you know what? November 19th, fine, I'll have my new shiny console, it kind of works out, I'm going to be saving up money either way, I'll buy some games, I'll buy Cyberpunk with it, perfect. Then around that time, as we get closer to that day, and they literally all but confirmed that date, it, it, again, hey, sorry, we're going to delay it for a couple more weeks, it's going to come out December 10th. And I think I just saw, like, at least based on just what I was reading, obviously, like, anyone that was, you know, just messing developers and, and saying horrible things to them, like, come on, like, this is, shame on you for doing that, that's, that's not needed at all. You know, but like I could see just just people in general who understood that why the delay was happening because they just want to make the game perfect. But at the same time, we're like, okay, is this game actually real? <laughs> we just got to a point where it was like, is this real? Is this actually a game? Does this actually exist? And I think that definitely just kind of pushed the hype down to the point where it almost feels like even though there's nine days left until the game comes out, we honestly don't know if the game's actually coming out. <laughs> you know, it's like, and with that, because of that, we just kind of like stop caring. We're just like, you know what? Once I have the game, I have the game. Until then, I'm not, I'm not going to care about this game anymore. And I think that also kind of pushed the hype down, in my opinion, a little bit. Of course, it, you know, this is not for everyone. I don't think this is like something that, you know, like it's some, someone, how everyone will be feeling this way. But this is just, again, like it's something that I was thinking in my brain, right? The other thing was, it just feel like at the same time, like, you know, they were talking about how they want to make this game perfect and stuff like that. And they kind of talk about the whole multiplayer aspect and how that's going to be coming out in the future and, and they're going to add stuff to it and all this and all that. And like, I kept thinking in my brain, I'm like, is it possible that, you know, them kind of trying to add this multiplayer component or work on this multiplayer component, if that in any way is hindering their development here? Obviously, I think, I think they did say that they're not going to fully work on it until the game is out. We don't know how it works internally, right? Maybe they, maybe they might've been working on it since the beginning, right? But in, in my brain, I'm like, okay, like, I get what you're trying to do. I get you're trying to get on this multiplayer bandwagon with a battle pass and a season pass and a and a game that just keeps on running like GTA Five. That so that you don't you just never need to make another game again. Like you know, like I see what you're trying to do. We we seen like Ninja Theory try to do that with after Hellblade with Bleeding Edge and that didn't go well, right? Like it does, that's because you have a multiplayer component does not mean it's gonna be good. But it just comes down to like okay. Let's just focus on making one game first and then maybe, you know, trying out the multiplayer component. Let's just get one thing out of the way. And I keep thinking in my brain whether or not that in any way impacts 
how they were developing this game and obviously the timeline of this game. It doesn't mean that I'm not excited for the game itself, but you know, just it's it just all this stuff added, especially just kind of knowing that, you know, the, the, the product that we will get will most likely not be the product that they had in their mind uh, because they do need to kind of release this game before December, before end of December, because I think that's when the fiscal year ends. And they're trying to do this to, you know, obviously, appease their investors and stuff like that. This is purely this is purely done be, being done because of that. It's not because, oh yeah, we're completely happy with this game. They just kept delaying it to the last possible moment so that they can meet that fiscal year game sale requirement that they have. And because of that, I keep thinking, oh my God, this game's going to come out. It's going to be awesome, I'm sure, in some way, but it, it, it's going to have crashes. It's going to have save bugs. It's going to have bugs left and right. It might have this and that and like... And that kind of makes me automatically think like, wow, like this is a game that we've been waiting for for eight years. And then in the last few years, the hype would just kept, kept rolling, kept rolling, kept rolling. And then we're going to get this game and it's just going to be bombarded by so much. So just critics is panning, panning it left and right because, you know, like that's what happened. I think that's one of the reasons why Half-Life 3 just never came out was because they just didn't know. They, they just couldn't top a 10 out of 10. They just didn't know what to do. Right. And I think that's one of the reasons they kind of went the Half-Life Alex route. And just to try it out and then you know from that maybe they can go back to half-life 3 but that's kind of what i'm noticing with this is because it just it, it's not like they were happy they were ready and then they're like you know what here you go the game's coming out now and this is honestly the the main game they don't have they have witcher and stuff like that but i'm 100 certain that even with witcher sales getting a boost because of the the tv show it's still not enough to kind of you know it's not giving them like overwatch money or fortnite money right like they still need to release stuff to be able to kind of earn a living and make sure that the company stays afloat. They have GOG and stuff like that, but GOG is nowhere near what Valve has with Steam, right? So I think that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking in my brain and I'm like, wow, like I just, I, that's just, again, my worry doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen. And I think that's kind of a few of the reasons why the Cyberpunk 2077 hype is dying down. Of course, you know, if you feel otherwise or, or if, if you think that the hype is actually getting better and actually you're more excited, like definitely let me know. Uh, I, I I am upset that they didn't decide to release the next gen version of it of of sorts along with the console or along with this new release date. I know they're working on it, and you know it's not easy to do this. But I'm like, okay, but you know when you were kind of moving it from April September, okay, when you're moving it from September to November, I'm I, again, I don't, I'm not hundred percent, but I'm sure they must have had some idea that. The PS5 console coming out, you know, maybe just put an unlocked frame rate. Like, I'm not even saying, like, give it all bells and whistles and everything like that. You know, just, like, put an unlocked frame rate in there for, because, from what I can tell, it's still going to run at 30 FPS and stuff like that. Like, just, just things that they can kind of unlock and do internally, maybe just to kind of give it that mini boost, which I hope, I, I might be, I might be saying all this and they've actually done this. But, like, that's just things that I'm kind of thinking about. But, you know what, let's just wait until the actual game comes out. In nine days, hopefully. Let's see what happens. Now, moving on, some of the games that I have been playing. Uh, if you've been checking out my streams, I have been playing the Call of Duty campaign. This was surprisingly good and bad. There were bad parts, which I just kind of put around the, the just the, the shooty, shooty, Michael Bay movie stuff, basically. You know, the, the awesome part was this one mission. Again, this is kind of spoilers. Not really spoilers, but I'm just going to just kind of describe what a mission is like, right? I'm not going to actually tell you what you have to do in the mission. But there's one mission where you're essentially a double agent within a within an area and you basically have to help get your allies into that building and you have your base it's like a first imagine like almost like half-life it's like a first person 
not you don't you don't really shoot anyone in that section, but you can obviously take people out and hide the body and stuff like that. And you have like free reign as to how you want to approach this. You can go any way you want. There's so many different ways of doing it. And I was like, oh my god, I cannot believe that Activision and and Treyarch and like the 18 other studios that worked on this game, that they went with this idea and it worked so well. And I'm like, oh my God, give me this game. Like, don't give me this, you know, action movie experience. Actually give me an entire game that is just this. It's like a first person Hitman game. And, you know, it has the budget of an Activision video game, basically, or Call of Duty game. I'm like, yes, this is what I want. This is innovative. This is new. This is something different. And like, obviously after that, we go back to the shooty shooty stuff, like right after that. But you know, like it, that, I think that's what I've been missing uh, from these Call of Duty games is because it's been, I've, I've played the campaigns and it's always a fun ride. It's a cool, like amusement park ride. But at this point in time, when, when, you know, not everyone has all the time in the world to just play video games, you know, you, I, I'm, I'm, I keep thinking, I'm like, okay, can, I can spend five, six hours doing this campaign for Call of Duty. Or I can put six hours in Demon Souls and get through that. It's an actual, you know, interesting new experience, at least for me, because I've never played Demon Souls before. So, you know, like, I just wish they kind of go with the more innovative route from now on. You know, try new things. It's okay to kind of just divert because Call of Duty multiplayer will always be there. If people want that normal first-person, fast-paced Twitch shooter, they have that. But in the campaign, that's when you can innovate. That's when you can try something new. So I do hope that Treyarch, Infinity War, just all the, you know, Call of Duty companies or studios, maybe, may hopefully they can take, take some more liberties with their campaign next time. I mean, like I said, I was playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I am surprisingly liking this and not liking it for the reasons you might think. The gameplay is very similar to Odyssey, which I thought was okay. Although Valhalla's gameplay does feel a bit more brutal and it does feel a bit more reactive. Like you, when you, when you're hitting an enemy, you feel like you're hitting them rather than in Odyssey where you're hitting an enemy, but it just feels like your your sword is like somewhere else and you're like the hit markers are all over the place. And you know, when you hit them, they just kind of like gonna get, get pushed back. I know, again, like I know it's very similar on Valhalla, but there's just something about it. I can't put my finger on it, but it's something about the way that battle system works in this game that I kind of like a bit more than, than Odyssey. Overall, otherwise, it's basically the same game, let's be honest. And I mean, like, let's be honest, it's not, it's not something new. We expected this. We knew that, you know, once it's going to be an Assassin's Creed game that becomes popular, it's just going to be the same thing over and over again for a while. And I, I, again, like this game did sell really well. I think everyone wanted a new open world game to play on a console's day one. And they chose this, not Watch Dogs Legion, which I will talk about very soon. And, you know, like the one of the reasons that I actually, I'm actually really enjoying this game is the music. I don't know why, but that Norse music mixed with the combat and amazing sceneries. And again, the game looks beautiful. I'm playing it in 4K 30 FPS on my on my PS5. And like, it just looks so good. I think I, it's just something about that that just gets me more invested in the game that I just keep pushing through. So I don't know if I'm the only one that feels it because I feel like I do push through certain games if it has a great soundtrack. I don't know if I, I, I hope I'm not the only one that feels this way. But like, yeah, like, let me know. But like, I'm enjoying the game. I definitely want to see it through. I'm 10 hours in. I'm, I feel like I barely scratched the surface as you can expect with these games. Uh, and I do want to keep switching back between this game and Demon's Souls because I do want to, I'm really, I'm really itching to play Demon's Souls again and again. Uh, the other game was Watch Dogs Legion. I finished the campaign recently. I played on PC. This game has just so many bugs, man. So many bugs, so many glitches. Uh, the gameplay sometimes is just not fun. 
Like it gives you this, the ability to hack your way through stuff. Like I'll be all sneaky and hack hack my way through stuff. And in the end, it still throws a, a combat sequence in front of you. So I did everything right. I was sneaking, I did everything. And then the last thing you're like, okay, yeah, you need to hack this. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hack this, right? No one saw me or anything like that. When you hack it, all the alarms start blaring and you have to get in a shootout. Why? Like it was, it would have been such a good idea to let you do what you wanna do. Let you play out the game that you wanna play. Like if you wanna get into battle, perfect. But if you do everything right, if you stealth your way through, why wouldn't you just let me hack, do the thing, do what I need to do and get out of there? If I get in trouble, if I get messed up, if someone sees me, then that's on me, right? But like, I just hate that they force you in these combat sequences and the gameplay is not fun. Like the, the shooting aspect of the game is not fun at all. Like it just got so frustrating again and again. Like, again, if you saw me on the stream, you saw that I was getting really frustrated out with the game. I was almost, I was kind of ready to just kind of give up on the game. I was like, you know what? I just don't see the point of finishing this. But I somehow my hand to finish this game I kind of stick by my by my view of this game that you know Assassin's Creed, uh, that Watch Dogs Two was amazing. It was way better than what people give it credit for. Even Watch Dogs One was awesome. Legion with the whole idea they had a cool idea, but this whole thing of like no one character, you know, they, you 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 don't have one focus character. You have like all these characters. Like it's a cool idea, but into the story it doesn't work. So the story completely felt bland just because, and like it was so hard to take my my person serious sometimes because. The, the voice acting for your for your character, the, the character that you recruit, is so awesome sometimes because it seems like it's almost like a robot speaking. It almost seems like it's like an AI that just put a bunch of, like stitched a bunch of words together and just spat it out. And I'm like, this just, it's just ruining the experience, you know? And like, there were some cool missions, some cool ideas, but again, like, if you don't have a central character, it just doesn't work well. So I don't know what they were trying to do with that. And, and like, the game has only been out for a, a few weeks and it's already 50% off. So that already tells you a lot, like, I'm not trying to like be extremely mean about the game, but if you didn't buy the game before, I'm, I'm like, I mean, good job, you good job, you didn't wait, you didn't buy it immediately because it is fifty percent off now, and, and you will be getting it at a discount. And I think fifty percent off for this game is is way better. That's a way that that's something I can accept for this game, but a full price for the game and the bugs and the issue that the game has, no, no way. And they're also working on the multiplayer aspect, which is also going to come out soon. And you can see where this is going, like I just kind of talked about with Cyberpunk. And it's, again, it's the same thing. It's going to be about trying to make a game, trying to make something where it's just like, let's let's find a way to just get monetize this. Because, you know, Hyperscape isn't doing as well as I thought it would. So let's find a way to put this in there. So I, I just don't agree with that, those sort of tactics. That's just my view. But it's like, you know what? Focus on your game, focus on the single player game, fix that, and then let's talk about the multiplayer. The other really cool game that I've been playing, again, a cyberpunk game actually, is Observer System Redux. So I've been playing this on my PS5. So me and Safsil, we've been sitting down playing this for a while. We played it like two hours straight. Uh, and it, this is a really, really interesting game. I do have one complaint with this game, uh, that it is it is extremely dark. Like there's certain sections that are extremely dark that even in terms of the atmosphere, it makes no sense because you don't even have, even have a flashlight that I'm like, okay, dude, I get it, but at least give me a flashlight or something because I can't see anything. I have to put like the gamma and brightness all the way up just to get through a certain section. Uh, but basically Observer is a game where you're a detective and you're able to enter people's minds. And this is set like in a cyberpunk universe. So many, many years uh, from now. And basically, yeah, you're just investigating a certain mystery. I just obviously don't, I don't want to reveal too much because I know the game came out a while back, but since the system redux just came out on PS5 and, and Series X, I don't want to spoil anything. 
But it is so far a very interesting game. It's keeping me engaged. It's keeping me and Sassel, both of us, engaged. And we're pretty excited to kind of jump back in just because there are side missions, there are side things that you can do. And the way you can approach them is, is really cool as well. It's not like a very, like a singular approach. And it's made by the people that made Blair Witch Project, Layers of Fear, The Medium, which is coming out soon. So it's a, it's a very good team that's that's been working on this. So I can definitely recommend that. The other game that I'm really excited to finally get back into is Destiny 2. Although this game will come out on December 8th officially for the PS5, uh, I have Shadowkeep, I have Beyond Light. I haven't dived in yet, but I will be diving into this next week pretty soon, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. So now we can move on to talk about an update on my PS5 experience all the or the issues that I was having. So since the recent update, which was literally like a week ago, I have not had any crashes or anything like that. I mainly played Observer and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I also played Miles Morales and I platinum the game and I had no, I didn't experience that issue that was happening way back or where the whole thing crashed completely. Um, I've also talked to Sony support and they were kind of just telling me that, yeah, it is, it is a software issue. They're telling people that a patch or an update and stuff like that will fix it in the future. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where to go on this. The, the main thing is mainly because, you know, like in my case, I, my, my crashes were very sporadic. It like happened once in Miles Morales where the entire thing shut down and it happened, I think, twice in Demon Souls, where it just kind of crashed to the home screen. And I think it happened like one or two times on uh, Miles Morales as well. But just again, it crashed to the screen. It didn't like crash the entire system or whatever, but it just crashed to the home screen, which is like still normal. Like that kind of like happens. Um, so like that's still okay because it doesn't happen as often. But I've been reading about people who have crashes for every game and it happens every five minutes. And then Sony is telling them that, oh, just wait for an update. And I, in my, I don't agree with that at all. Like if, if you have a customer that can't even play a single video game and all you say is wait for an update and you don't even disclose when the update is coming. If you say the update is coming in six days and it, uh, that should fix it. Okay. I get it. You don't, and at this point, they're just telling everyone that an update is coming, but they don't know when. And that is not okay. At that point, give this person a new console because obviously there's something with the firmware and how the firmware installed on the console, which is causing this, uh, causing this issue. And like, it's kind of like almost like a BIOS update on your motherboard, right? You can do a BIOS update, and but if you do make a mistake or something happens whilst you're updating, it can cause your entire motherboard to crash, right? It can, you, you'll need a new motherboard at that point. So like, I can see how firmware can definitely affect an entire system, but they have to disclose a bit more than just wait for a future update. Or at this point, if they know, okay, yeah, you know what? It is a software issue, but this person can't get in. This person can't even play a single video game, even though they paid $5.99 USD or, you know, in Canada, or actually, no, is it $4.99? Yeah, $4.99 USD, sorry. And in Canada, $6.29 Canadian dollars before tax and everything. It's like, no, come on. Like you, you need to give us a product that works. That's like me getting a pair of headphones and the headphones just don't work. It plays a song for five minutes and it just stops. It just stops working. They're like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Wait for a week and the update will fix your headphones. It's like, what? I can't even use my headphone. Like, what the hell, man? Like, and it's like, oh, you know what? We don't even know when the update's gonna come out. And even after the update comes out, we don't know if it's gonna fix it or if it's gonna be another update in a month, right? Like, that is not okay. It's like, I just don't agree with that mentality and I don't agree with anyone that will kind of side with that. I think like, 
if it is a software thing, I get it. And I understand that they're getting overwhelmed. And again, that's also on them. You know, this is something that you should, you need to make sure that your hardware is going through the proper QA and all the testing before it comes out. So you don't have to worry about this or go through this, right? The fact that they are going through this means that something was missed when the thing, when the systems were going through the initial testing before it was shipped out to everyone. So, you know, if you're being overwhelmed, like obviously this it's horrible. And one thing I need to say is, Please don't be mean to the customer support people. I've been reading about like some people just being so rude to them. They don't know anything. They don't know anything more than we do, right? They also have a certain script that they can follow and they, they can also tell based on what they've been told by the Sony engineers, right? They can't do anything, right? If you want to vent or anything or, or get uh, get answers to your questions, you can either message the, the developers, again, nicely, ask if this is something the developers are working on or nicely ask if Sony or PlayStation or you know the company itself is working on right again please nicely not not being me not being rude to anyone but the main thing is we need to like ask them and hopefully get some sort of response because right now obviously they're not going to disclose anything because the console has just come out they want the hype to keep going they don't want any news going around that sony has made a mistake or something like that and there's you know a million hard a million faulty ps5s out and they need to recall them you know they don't want any information like that again i don't think that's actually the case I, I do think this is mainly a software issue. Like my prime example being that, you know, I had that I had this issue and after the update on Miles Morales and the update on the PlayStation 5, the new firmware update, I haven't had that issue. And since I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Observer, haven't had any issues since then as well. So hopefully it should be fixed. I will keep you updated, of course. And if anyone else is having any experience like this, like let me know, message me. And I'll obviously work through or talk to you about any of these things or see if I can help you in any way, right? I do want to be able to help people if I can uh, with based on what I've experienced with my PS5. So thank you so much everyone for listening. I hope you can join me next time. Please follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash amandaman. You can also follow me at youtube.com slash amandaman. I will be posting some videos there very soon. And of course, please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. And I will see you next week. Bye.